Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you will stand. Sweetie strong. I will say. Along live swift cast. Your headphones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than swift Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Ashley, Haley, and Adam. And we have a lot of exciting news and nomination news to talk about later. Taylor's been just all over the place this week, I feel like. Not just in the news, but Kelly Clarkson has been singing a bunch of her songs this week. Did you guys see that? I saw that she'd covered Blank Space at one of her shows. Did she do more or just that one? She also did Shake It Off earlier this week. Oh, cool. It was sort of like a gospel version of Shake It Off. It was pretty interesting. I saw her say in reply to Taylor's tweet that it was a fan request for Blank Space. And then she said, I wish they had requested Clean because it's my favorite. And that just made me think about when we had Kate Vogel on. Didn't she say Clean was her favorite? Right, she did. I bet any money fans are going to request Clean now. Because I feel like Kelly fans are also... Big Taylor fans. There's an overlap. Uh huh. I mean, I think that Kelly kind of took a break for a while and she got married and she had a daughter, but she's back now and I think she really is very much supportive of the same kind of feminist ideas as Taylor. Yeah, so Taylor actually tweeted Kelly and was just really, really excited about this. And then, like Ashley said, Kelly tweeted her back about clean. So they're talking, you know, who knows what could happen, right? I could definitely see them doing Heartbeat Song as a special guest performance. That would be a great one. It would really get the crowd excited. Well, when Kelly tweeted Taylor, she said she's been a fan since White Horse. Aww. And right now we're going to go back in time to 2009 for Taylor's older tweets. That probably will give you a lot of feels. (laughs) Oh my god, way too many. I was going through the tweets and usually I'll pick like one from each of the past five or six years for the episode. And there were so many from 2009 that I just had to put all 2009 tweets in. And that led to watching one of Taylor's vlogs and I really couldn't handle it at all. The first one comes from July 23rd, 2009. So almost exactly six years ago. It's crazy. Taylor said, I'm seeing 13. Lots of 13. When I just looked at the clock, it was one thirteen. <laughs> Do any of you guys set your phone clock to be in 24-hour time? Because then at one thirteen, it's 13.13. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. I don't do that, but I fully support that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was thinking in my head, was it 1 in the morning or 1 in the afternoon? Because Taylor does like to stay up late. She wrote a song about it, staying out too late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our next one comes from the same day, and Taylor Swift said, Girl Scouts came to my meet and greet and brought Girl Scout cookies. Beyond stoked. I want to know which type. Me too. Caramel delights? Could be. Tagalongs. Thin mints. I'm a total thin mint girl. 
I can see Taylor liking the Thin Mints. Those in Samoas are my favorite. And wouldn't you just have the coolest story for life? You could say, I sold Girl Scout cookies to Taylor Swift. <laughs> she probably tr- tried to give them $100 or something for <laughs> bringing them to her. Our next one comes from July 26th, 2009. Listening to XM, I think One Thing by Justin Bieber is the most adorable little song ever. Love. And a lot of conflicting feelings over this week. It's just so crazy to me how much can change in six years. My immediate thought was Taylor's performance of How You Get the Girl is the most adorable little song ever now. <laughs> Possibly inspired by him? <laughs> Possibly. I actually, I don't even know what One Thing is by Justin Bieber. Neither do I. Seriously? That was his very first song that was ever on the radio. I know Baby. I think that's it. I first found out who he was because she put that song, One Thing, in one of her very early vlogs, I guess probably around this time, 2009, and I didn't know who it was singing, but I was like 99% sure that it was a girl singing. Oh, then I'm sure I've heard it if it was in her vlog, but yeah, I never realized it was him. I guess me and Steph just aren't believers. You know, I just remember watching or trying to watch a video of Justin and Taylor from the Speak Now tour when he was a guest, and there was just so much screaming, I was never even really able to watch the video of it. It's tough to watch videos when there's so much screaming. I don't think I've ever, in any of her performances, heard as much, ever. Did they sing Baby? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so, because that was right, 2011. I'm pretty sure it was. Do you remember when he punked her? Yes! That I do remember. She was terrified. That was 2012, not that long ago. No, it wasn't. But I think it was the first time I watched MTV, probably since TRL was on. I don't watch MTV, but when that was on, I made sure to watch it live. And it was so realistic. Scary. It was a good prank. Yeah, it was a good idea. And I've always wondered if they did end up writing that day. I feel like they definitely have some songs somewhere that we've never heard. Yeah, you would think they do, because they were friends for so long. I just think it's funny how, you know, in six years since 2009, Taylor's transition into adulthood has basically has been so gradual and pretty graceful for the most part, whereas Justin, not so much. It's like he went from being an innocent child to an out-of-control partier overnight. Yeah, I think he's trying to turn it around, so we'll see. Didn't he have a recent tweet to Taylor that she didn't reply to saying like, hey, I'd love to clear the air and get back in the studio one day or something like that. I think that was within the past few weeks, yeah. We'll have to see. Our next one is from July 26th of 2009, and Taylor wrote, Conversations with myself while shopping. Put the candle down. You already have too many candles. Put it down, all caps. But it smells so pretty. I bet she bought the candle. I bet she did. And this is basically the conversation I have with buying Taylor merchandise. So true. Put the bracelet down. You already have 10 bazillion red bracelets. Well, on July 27th, 2009, Taylor tweeted, editing a new video blog, uploading, anticipating. And I also need to add that just today, somebody had retweeted this onto my timeline. I really thought it was a new vlog and a new tweet, and then I was very upset. And then a few minutes later, she tweeted, new video blog. I just finished it. And 
There's actually a Tumblr site now, which is tswiftmyspace.tumblr.com that has an archive of all her old MySpace stuff that isn't up there anymore. So you can go see all her vlogs on there. And this one from July 27th, it was her summer vlog. And seriously, get the Kleenex if you're going to watch this because it's like seven minutes long. It's Taylor and the whole agency. Grant, Claire, Caitlin, Liz, Paul, Amos, just having fun during the summer, doing all this stuff. It has Amos's wedding. It has like Paul's birthday when Taylor got kissed to call him. It has actually hanging out with Def Leppard as some of filming the video of Thug's story. There's all these little clips and I got very emotional. <laughs> My favorite clip in this vlog, Taylor and Andrea are driving in the car and they're listening to Halo by Beyonce. And Taylor says, my mom just figured out how they make the sound effect in this song. And it's Andrea like shaking the ice in her soda cup. <laughs> to the beat of the song. It's just yeah. so funny. You don't really get to see that side of Andrea anymore. You don't really see much from her. That was classic. Too funny. I've also been scrolling through and looking at the different parts of the vlog, and there's a hilarious part where Taylor's sneaking around in a store with her parents, and then she just goes up and awkwardly stands behind her dad, and like he turns around and he's like startled by her, and she was just goofing off. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that one's good too. I'm pretty sure they were in Kohl's, I've determined. Really? I never knew. It looked like Kohl's to me. Just walking around Kohl's, and there's Taylor hiding in a merchandise rack. Didn't she run into her dad there, and that's why she scared him? That may have been a different one, but I know what you're talking about. And definitely check out that Tumblr page, but do it when you have free time, because I'm pretty sure I wasted a whole day the day that I found that blog. And our last one is very relevant to today's Taylor, but who knew back in 2009 how this would all come together? But she wrote, My car broke down outside Victoria's Secret, and the girl who worked there jumped my battery. I proceeded to tell her she's a real... Victoria's Secret Angel. <laughs> that will always be one of my favorite tweets. Now she's done the fashion show a couple years in a row, and she's friends with many of those girls. And Well, we have a lot of exciting news that happened this week, so we're going to move right into Keeping Up with Swift. And our first piece of news is actually really exciting about the VMA nominations that came out last week, early in the week. And Taylor is just dominating everything. She got nine nominations. It's very exciting. So the list of nominations for Taylor are as follows. Video of the Year for Bad Blood. Best Pop Video for Blank Space. Best Female Video for Blank Space. Best Collaboration for Bad Blood. Best Art Direction, Bad Blood. Best Cinematography, Bad Blood. Best Direction, Bad Blood. Best Editing, Bad Blood, and Best Visual Effects, Bad Blood. So you have Bad Blood with seven nominations and Blank Space with two. They really may as well rename this to the Bad Blood Video Music Awards. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, how could it not be nominated for all of those things? Absolutely. It is well-deserved, along with Blank Space. This is always one of those award shows that I personally look forward to each year. Uh, it seems like one of the bigger ones in terms of all the stars that are there and the popularity of the whole award show. So it'll be awesome to watch in a couple of weeks or about a month or so. I'm sure you guys haven't heard much at all about these awards this week in the news or anywhere else. Pretty low key. We'll be talking about that a little later if you want to stay tuned. 
it's very important that you guys vote for Taylor as frequently as possible starting now. You can go to mtv.com and you'll see it right there, the VMA voting link. And you can vote for her for video of the year, best pop video, best female video, and best collaboration. So make sure you do that. I know that she's hardcore campaigning for it and even retweeting some fans, it looks like. So definitely go do that and tweet about it and do all of that. And hopefully she takes home a bunch. Well, Taylor was really excited about all of her nominations that she shared to us a video of her training for the Bad Blood music video, which is really cool. So if you haven't seen it, you should. And she also shared a video of these girls having a dance-off, and this little girl was really, really going at it to Bad Blood. And she tweeted that after she learned that it was number one on the pop radio for the fifth week. That little girl deserves all the awards in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty cool. Well, Taylor just took down another record. She became the most viewed music video on Vivo for Blank Space, which now has over 1 billion and 60 million views. Holy moly. And that record was previously held by Katy Perry for Dark Horse. And speaking of Vivo, though, Shake It Off is at, the last I checked, about 960 million views. So people are really trying to campaign to get more views because August 18th is quickly approaching, which will be the one-year anniversary of the video. And so hopefully we can get it to 1 billion before that date. Just keep refreshing. Also this past week was Selena's 23rd birthday, and Taylor tweeted her happy birthday and said that she can't believe it's already been over seven years since they met, and she included a cute little collage of photos of them. That was really cute. I can't believe how long they've been friends. Well, also this week, a video came out where an Air Force cadet is asking Taylor to be his date to the ring dance that they have, and This video definitely has a lot of skill. He pretty much incorporates practically every song Taylor's ever had into this video. And I don't know how he wrote the lyrics and how he can sing them so fast, but it's a pretty good video. Well, I definitely think that she'll see it. And whether she can make it or not, I definitely think she'll acknowledge it in some way. I hope so. Definitely go search for it on YouTube and take a look at it and share it. Well, the last couple of days, Taylor was at Gillette Stadium having her shows, and she had special guests. She had Walk the Moon, and they sang Shut Up and Dance on Friday, and MKTO was on Saturday, and they sang Classic. She also sang You Belong With Me, and she said she sang it because it was her first song that got her a VMA's nomination and win. So that was on Friday, and then she sang 15 on Saturday. So what'd you guys think of the two special guests over the weekend? Jealous. Completely jealous. I would have loved to see Shut Up and Dance. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. I had this weird feeling on Friday morning. I was driving to work and that song came on. And I don't know, it was like a swift sense instead of a (laughs) sixth sense. But I was just like, I feel like they're going to show up at Gillette and I'm not going and I'm going to be really upset. But I will say I love how Taylor always picks the songs that I actually like on the radio. I have this habit where if a song that I hate is on the radio, I will change the station. But for every act she's had as a guest so far, there are songs that I like. She has really good tastes, obviously. 
I mean, honestly, right now we could probably go to the top 100 iTunes chart and just pick out all the rest of the guests for the tour. Probably. <laughs> and I love that she's picking artists and groups that aren't necessarily that established yet and just really helping them. It's awesome. And how cool was it that she had a matching sparkly jacket for Shut Up and Dance? That was so cute. And now it's been uh, many shows in a row. It seems like she has pretty much done away with You Are In Love and has replaced it with a secret song. And the same with Wonderland. Bye, Wonderland. <laughs> Never even got to see it. Oh, yeah, you haven't. No, it's crazy because I've been going to shows like one or two basically a month since it started and she was still doing it up until recently, but I just never happened to be at one of my shows. So I will have to live with that, I guess. And the last time she did You Are In Love was the first night of MetLife, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. And I'm glad that the surprise song seems to be back. I hope that she branches out with it a little and doesn't only just keep rotating the same few songs. Mean was such an awesome surprise in Chicago. I was not expecting that. I would love to hear Mean again. I didn't think she would do it because it has a similar message to Clean, but I'm glad that she did. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, Mean is such a great song. It will always be really important to me. And it won Grammys. I mean, obviously, it's a great song for that reason. But I really didn't expect her to sing it at all this tour. Because to me, Shake It Off is like Mean 2.0. And I love them both. So I hope she keeps it up. I do also love Wonderland and You Are In Love. So I'll miss those. But it's nice to get variety. I still need to start a petition for Sweeter Than Fiction. <laughs> Absolutely. I have hope. And one really cool thing about this weekend, and Ashley mentioned this last week on episode 116, but she's been really keeping the guests under wrap. No sound checks. People seem to have no idea, which I really like. Yeah, I just wonder how she's doing it. Is she sound checking at like 8 in the morning with them or something? <laughs> I don't know. Over the weekend, guests heard Taylor sound checking, but she was singing things like I Knew You Were Trouble. Well, speaking of Walk the Moon, the lead singer of Walk the Moon, his name is Nicholas, and he posted on social media a thank you to Taylor, and we just wanted to read it because it was really nice and very well written and funny at the same time. So Nicholas from Walk the Moon wrote, We walked up that afternoon and she jumped to give us both big hugs. At rehearsal, we conspired to wear the same sparkly jacket. Yes. We had dinner with her dad who spoke so highly of us and couldn't have been more hospitable. In a pre-show huddle with her band and dancers, she put me on the spot to give the speech, which I stumbled through and ended with a booty shake. And before we joined her on stage in the middle of a football stadium, she told 60,000 people that when she heard our song for the first time, she had to buy it. Haven't felt so welcomed and honored by an artist and their team since our first big tour with Fits and the Tantrums. Thanks to Taylor Swift, Haim, and Vance Joy for making us feel at home and showing us how to do the thing right. I thought that was just really nice, and uh, you could tell how thankful all these guests are that Taylor has them out there. I just want to see what the pre-show huddle is like. <laughs> that was my takeaway from that. Well, you get to see it. Obviously, it's been many, many years, but the pre-show huddle is part of the Fearless music video. Is that right? Yeah, and I think it kind of changes, you know, with every tour. So I'd just love to see what it's like now. Right, because in Red, they had the special chant. When did we see the Red chant? Is that in a video? 
I know I've seen it, but I can't remember where. I don't know. I feel like I didn't know that it was a thing until like the end of the tour. Well, that's another petition we need to make, I guess. It's so exhausting. <laughs> we have to make all these petitions. I also noticed in his caption that you just read that he said during rehearsals, there was some sort of rehearsal. Yeah. I don't know how she's keeping it so secret. I love it. Maybe they're rehearsing in like somewhere not on the stage, like backstage, and she just is like, here's the catwalk. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she's just doing it without volume inside the stadium. True. Yeah. Well, she has to have her band and backup singers and dancers all learn something new as well. So there has to be some type of rehearsal. Right. And she just tweeted about that, gave a big shout out to everybody. Maybe they just don't turn it up with the amps. The other funny thing that happened at the Gillette shows was Christian, Taylor's dancer, has this new sort of <laughs> tradition of being funny during Bad Blood. He always makes these funny faces when he's behind the window during Bad Blood, and he always makes Taylor laugh. And he completely stepped it up this past weekend. He started bringing props on stage. <laughs> so... <laughs> On Friday night, he brought out this stuffed lobster, which was definitely appropriate for New England. And then on Saturday, he came out in a shark mask. And Taylor is just cracking up at all of these. It's so funny to see. You know, I am kicking myself because when we actually met him in the pit last week, I didn't put two and two together that he was the same one who was doing that. Yeah, he's hilarious. It reminds me of when Ed brought out the different props that he had the last couple nights of the tour. Yeah, the grumpy cat hat. The grumpy hat, the cowboy hat. Oh, the cowboy hat was my favorite. <laughs> He's going to have a lot of more chances to where he needs to top himself for the rest of the tour. And then one last tour thing to mention. I don't know if you guys saw another little funny thing that gets around online. Somebody who had very side stage seats got a funny video of Taylor on the way to the stage during She Drives Me Crazy when that's playing. So there's only a few minutes left until she hits the stage. So she's walking from somewhere in the stadium towards the back of the stage. And she's just dancing, having a great time, enjoying herself. I heard something similar like a couple weeks ago, and it almost makes me want to just purposely get the most side stage seats that I can just for that reason. <laughs> yeah, the little things you can see backstage are probably cool. And it's just nice to see how much fun she's having and how much she enjoys performing. Well, I honestly cannot even believe that Taylor's next show is going to be in August. What? <laughs> like, no, it's not. It can't be August yet, right? No, we've been doing this since, what, uh, early May now, right? Since Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, Tokyo in May. As of the day we're recording, it's July 26th, Sunday, and Taylor's next show is going to be Saturday, August 1st in Vancouver at BC Place Stadium. And then after that, she has August 4th and 5th in Edmonton at Rexall Place. Saturday, August 8th, she'll be in Seattle at CenturyLink Field. And then Friday and Saturday, August 14th and 15th, she will be in Santa Clara, California at Levi Stadium. And we will be sure to give you updates on all those shows. Who knows what Taylor will have in store for us. Unfortunately, we won't be at any of those shows. <sighs> We're slacking. <laughs> We've had somebody at so many of the past shows that it feels very weird. Yeah, we have a little wall here. It's always in the late summer that she goes over basically to the West Coast and she feels so far away. 
Yeah, Canada, and then far west coast, which none of us are really near. The LA shows seem to always be in late August, as they are again, and I can't wait to see what she has up her sleeve for those, but then I know it's going to make me really sad I'm not there. It's been on my bucket list for so long. Maybe next tour. Well, that's one Swifty problem I have, is not going to LA yet again. And a lot of you have a lot of other Swifty problems, so we'll move right into our mini-segments for the week. Our first one comes from at Kayla underscore Fluga, and she said, When you're at band camp and you miss all the concert news and updates. Swifty problems. Even when you're not, it's so hard to keep up with all the news and updates. That's why I have you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is from Amy Shanice714. When Taylor came on at Run or Die, it was my motivation to sprint to the end of the 5K. Now, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's really good. Unless she was really, really tired at the end then. But you have to finish. True, but I'll be honest, I run a lot too. And say Taylor comes on a song like Shake It Off at mile five and I've still got eight to go or whatever. It's like, I need this on at the end. I'm going to use up all my energy. But definitely if you like to run, Taylor is a great way to stay motivated. Well, our next one comes from C. Manning, and they said, I'm so excited for Taylor at Gillette Stadium night two, and I'm not even going. Swifty problems. <laughs> it's always fun to just follow along, even if you're not there, because you'll see at stadiums a surprise guest and now the secret song. So there's a couple things each night that are surprising. And some people have been doing periscopes of the shows. I just discovered this. I knew about it, but I had not really been searching for them. But for Gillette, I was, and I was able to actually feel like I was at the show. It's just, I don't think people can really have a periscope for the whole show. So it's just bits and pieces, but it's pretty cool. Our next one comes from Kara Rose, and they said, I've been voting on MTV every day, even though I know you're going to slay everything. Oops. Swifty problems. Can't vote enough, though. Keep voting. Definitely. Our next one comes from at Molly Lowry 96 and she wrote, Running out of space on my iPhone. Deletes all texts, but not the blank space app. Swifty problems. That actually happened to me. I don't know if I told you guys or if I told you, Ashley. When we were watching the show in Louisville, my phone was telling me that I couldn't take any more pictures or record any more videos. So I was like, I need to do something. So I just deleted all the music off my phone so that I could clear up space. <laughs> That happened to me in Chicago last weekend. Oh, did it? I had to delete every single app from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the essential ones and the ones it won't let you delete. I deleted everything because we're literally in the front row. I was like, I'm not going to not take pictures. What's happening? Yeah, and then you can just get it all back later and I can put my music back on later. I have this problem where my camera roll takes up about three-fourths of my phone's space, and about 90% of that camera roll is pictures literally all the way back from the Red Tour until now. <laughs> I just haven't gotten them off, and I don't want to. I can scroll through my phone's camera roll and like relive every Red and 1989 show that I've been to. We need like 200 gig iPhones. Really? <laughs> or maybe a separate Taylor phone only. That's what I was going to say. Apple needs to get on that. The Swift phone. Our next one is from at Jake Duheim. Does attending the rain show really count if you had club seats? Hashtag 1989 tour Foxborough. Hashtag Swifty problems. Oh, so I'm guessing he meant 
because the club seats usually are covered. So if you weren't getting rained on, does that still count? And I think it still counts. Oh, I think so, yeah. I think Taylor was a little bummed there was no rain this past weekend. Probably, but I was glad because I know they said she was a little bit sick last week and I didn't want her to get even more sick. That's true. Well, our last one comes from Cat Lady Taylor 13 I haven't tweeted 1989 album in a month. 1989 album party? Feels like a perfect night. Party like it's 1989. Well, next we're going to move right into fashion. And we have some really good outfits from not only tour meet and greets, but also from Taylor's new Keds ad for the fall of 2015. That These ads were just released this past week. The first one comes from the meet and greet at Gillette on July 24th. And Taylor wore a Lucy Paris floral printed top along with floral printed shorts. And those are both available for $48. Good deal. It's a really cute outfit. The next one comes from Loft 89 on July 24th. And Tay Swift Style found a similar dress, and it looked like it was a Proenzia Scholler wood grain dress for $556.76. And that's a similar one to the one she wore in Loft 89. And she had office right on time black suede platform shoes. And those are 36 euros. And they're on sale right now. They used to be 65 euros. The next one is from the Keds Fall 2015 ad campaign. And in this particular ad, she's wearing the For Love and Lemons cropped tee with matching snuggler skirt. They're sort of like a red knit sweater material. And they're both on sale. The tee is $53. The skirt is $57.40. And then with it, she has the Free People plaid long and lean overcoat it's currently sold out but it was 348 dollars and maybe it will come back since it's just getting into the fall season now and then for shoes she had the ked champion native dot which are cool they're sort of like a light blue they almost look like denim and they have white little designs all over them and then a brown outline and brown laces Then in another ad for the fall of 2015, Taylor wore a Nicole Miller Artelier dress in leather that is only $48, but unfortunately is no longer available. And then she wore the Keds Champion Micro Dot Sneakers, which are $50. I always love all the Keds, both the Keds that she designs and just the ones that she wears. There's so many to choose from every season. Well, as always, thank you to TaySwiftStyle.com for finding these outfits, and you can visit her website to see photos and links. So our main discussion this week is something we kind of felt like we just had to talk about because it was such an explosive issue this past week. And earlier in the episode, we mentioned all of Taylor's insane number of nine VMA nominations, and there was a little sort of dispute, sort of just a little argument going on with Nicki Minaj and Taylor. Just a little one. And it just sort of exploded. It was a little thing and it just kind of became out of control. It escalated. Yeah, it really escalated into something that I don't think should have been a thing really at all, but it became a thing. And so we wanted to just address it on the episode just to give you guys the rundown of what was going on and the happy resolution to everything. 
Yeah, I mean, it did escalate so quickly. It, I mean, it became national news. It was on major websites. It was on TV shows like The Today Show and Good Morning America and those types of things, which are incredibly popular and have huge ratings. So it was absolutely a national story. So essentially, the background of what happened is the nominations were announced. It took an hour for MTV to announce them, which was a little frustrating because it's the VMAs, which is great, but it's not the Grammys. So everybody's sitting around waiting for these to finally be announced. By 11 a.m., they're over and voting is open. And then people start noticing that Nicki Minaj is making all these tweets and she just seemed very upset. And so some of the tweets she wrote said, if I was a different kind, quote unquote, of artist, Anaconda would be nominated for Best Choreography and Video of the Year as well. Then she also wrote, when the other, and that also has quotes around it, girls drop a video that breaks records and impacts culture, they get that nomination. And then she wrote, if your video celebrates women with very slim bodies, you will be nominated for Video of the Year. So those were sort of the three tweets that got everybody's attention and people just started talking about them. I heard other people talking about them, and I was talking to Ashley and Adam and Haley about this, and I said, is this sort of shading, I guess is the word, in popular culture that people use today? Taylor, is she sort of taking a jab at Taylor with these, or what do you guys think? Off the bat, you automatically assume, since there was only two other females in that category, that you thought that she was talking about Taylor. Yeah, so the background of this is the nominees in the category for Video of the Year this year are Beyonce, Taylor, Kendrick Lamar, Ed Sheeran, and Bruno Mars. And she's obviously not talking about Beyonce because Beyonce's body is nowhere near slim. When you guys read these, was your first reaction that she was referring to Taylor? Yes, because, and I didn't even, at that point, I hadn't even looked at who the other nominees were, because that pretty much leaves it without any question. But to me, when you say other girls, the way that she said it in quotes kind of seems like it was just standing in for her saying privileged white girls. That was my interpretation. Okay. Adam, what did you think? I think my initial reaction was that it was a general statement. But then I think I quickly realized when you do look at the nominees and there's three males and two females and one of the females is Beyonce and one of them is Taylor. I think I quickly realized that it was indirectly meant to be a shot at her. I also kind of feel like any celebrity would just never go up against Beyonce. I just feel like it's something that you just wouldn't do. And unfortunately, I feel like sometimes people just like taking a jab at Taylor for no reason. That's a really good point. They've done it for 10 years, and they're going to continue to do it. I mean, Beyonce and Taylor are essentially on the same level in any way you look at it, album sales, whatever. I mean, Taylor probably is above Beyonce in a lot of those factors, but Beyonce sort of has this untouchable status reputation when Taylor, as much as she accomplishes, people are always looking for the next thing to tear her down over, it seems like. That's so true. And I don't know if it's because Beyonce has been around for so long, even just back with Destiny's Child, but it is confusing. They should be on the same level. And as Ashley said, Taylor has achieved some things that even Beyonce has not yet. But I do feel like Beyonce is kind of bulletproof. People just don't criticize her. And I know that Taylor loves her, so that's great. 
But here, I just, like everyone else, I didn't really think Nikki would be talking about Beyonce here. So my initial reaction was, yes, she must be talking about Taylor here, I guess. I didn't see what else she could have been talking about. When I read the tweet about women with very slim bodies, I didn't even make that connection. Because Taylor is so much more than that. To me, that just didn't even add up. Well, and the fact that it says it celebrates women with very slim bodies also led me to believe she was talking about bad blood because... There's so many women. There's so many women in that video. And I also didn't really like, you know, body shaming is a big issue in today's culture, but there's not just fat shaming. There's also shaming people for being slim. I kind of felt like she was just taking a shot at people who are slim. Some people are just skinny, you know, they can't do anything about it. I just think to create a positive message, you really shouldn't be generalizing people based on their weight at all. And then also, while there might be a lot of slim girls or whatever in Bad Blood, the video is not about that in any way. Whereas Anaconda is basically completely about people with that type of body that Nikki has. So I will admit, I have not watched the video, Anaconda. Neither have I. Neither have I. There's no need to. I only watched a clip to make sure I was thinking of the right song. Well, and I know that Anaconda is a song that essentially uses Sir Mix-a-Lot's song from the 90s, Baby Got Back, right? Right. So my other reaction to this was, I know that Anaconda, without even watching the video, I know it broke a lot of records. I know it held the 24-hour record before Bad Blood beat it. But I think that the Video Music Awards takes more into account than just breaking records. And this song is sort of like remaking an old song from the 90s. I mean, those were kind of my initial reactions. And I think a lot of people thought she was talking about Taylor. Including Taylor. Including Taylor. (laughs) So Taylor tweeted, and it was crazy when I saw this tweet. I just couldn't believe it. But I was really, I was proud of her. Taylor wrote, Nikki, I've done nothing but love and support you. It's unlike you to pit women against each other. Maybe one of the men took your slot, dot, dot, dot. I was proud of her for this. I thought she was standing up for herself. So many people interpreted these tweets as being against Taylor, and she felt like she needed to say something about it. I mean, there have been so many times when people have said things about her other celebrities or the media and she's just said nothing and that's her choice and I think that's a good strategy but I'm also glad that now she's not afraid to say something when she feels like it's appropriate. Well Nikki responded and she said huh you must not be reading my tweets didn't say a word about you love you just as much but you should speak on this. That was very confusing to me. It was confusing to me too. I think Nikki wanted Taylor to elaborate more on why she was responding. Oh, I see. This is still all very confusing to me, but I think maybe Nikki's tweets were actually referring to not necessarily the nominees for this year, but for previous years. And I think that's why Nikki was saying, you must not be reading my tweets. Although I think it's completely appropriate to read her tweets and think she's talking about Taylor. I think in Nikki's head, her tweets made it clear she was talking about previous years. And specifically, Miley Cyrus' Wrecking Ball was a song that was sort of, I guess, scandalous, like Anaconda, sort of, Miley's a slim girl. She won Video of the Year for Wrecking Ball. So I think maybe when Nikki initially tweeted those 
tweets that's what she was talking about but i just don't understand how she couldn't see why people were connecting those tweets with taylor i find it very hard to believe when people sort of play dumb in these situations i think that whatever she was mad about whether it was this year or last year she knew that a lot of people probably including taylor would think it was about taylor and i think she wanted a response out of taylor I honestly just think that she just wanted to be talked about as much as possible for whatever reason, whatever that gains her. I don't think this was accidental or miscommunication. I don't. She could have been way more clear in her tweets. Definitely. Well, if you want to be talked about, putting Taylor in your name and having it headline an article is a good way to do that. That's true. It really could have been sort of a publicity stunt to get her name out there. But it's a shame that people use Taylor's name for that sort of thing. I'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I just don't know. The whole thing was a jumbled mess to me. And Taylor responded to her own tweet just quickly after she tweeted that first one. And she said, Nikki, if I win, please come up with me. You're invited to any stage I'm ever on. And I completely get what Taylor meant by that, but I think people could easily misconstrue that tweet. And I'm not going to sit here and say Taylor's perfect and does everything right, but I don't really think she should have tweeted that. I, I think people could easily take this whole thing as Taylor Swift thinks that everything is about her. Taylor thinks the world revolves around her. And Taylor thinks that she's definitely going to win this award and now she's just being a jerk telling Nikki she can come on stage when she wins. And obviously that's not what Taylor meant, but I think that particular tweet could easily be misconstrued and it was there were a lot of articles that were critical of taylor a lot of articles saying taylor doesn't even understand what feminism really is so that might have been a little bit of a misstep taylor made but people who are true fans understand what she meant she was explaining she's a true fan of nikki taylor made nikki Taylor's the one who rapped Super Bass way back when, and it went up the charts so quickly, I bought it myself after I saw Taylor rapping it. I'm sure you guys did too. Absolutely. Taylor would not say anything inappropriate about her. She loves her. Just a couple months ago, well, I guess it was almost a year ago, when she and Nikki both did the iHeart Music Festival, Taylor was saying how much she loves her. Didn't they even do Super Bass on stage at one of Taylor's shows? Right during Speak Now. And I guess that's another reason why it's just a little disturbing if Nikki was trying to make everyone think this was about Taylor, because Taylor really helped her. So within two days, pretty much, Taylor ended up tweeting Nikki again, and she wrote, I thought I was being called out. I missed the point. I misunderstood, then misspoke. I'm sorry, Nikki. Nikki responded, and she said, that means so much, Taylor. Thank you. And then Nikki also wrote, I've always loved her. Everyone makes mistakes. She's gained so much more respect for me. Let's move on. I'm really glad this whole thing is over. Like I said, it was sort of just a jumbled mess to me. I didn't really quite understand what was even going on. I'm glad that they're cool now. But I do have to say, while the whole thing was going on, Nikki was favoriting a lot of very offensive tweets about Taylor, and I'm still upset about that. I just felt like it was really wrong of her to be favoring these tweets that said some really nasty words about Taylor, referring to her as just terrible words. It's just not classy. 
Yeah, like you see the apology and the acceptance of the apology. And it seems like once Taylor made the apology, everything is back on good terms. But then again, she was not secretly, but, you know, you go in favorite tweets and then they show up in your favorites and everybody can see it. And those were tweets that Nikki's fans had been making. And Nikki was saying, yeah, I agree with this. And it was name calling horrible things. And it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, despite them making up. It really does. And I think that's why people thought even more that she actually originally was talking about Taylor. That's true. Yeah, because then it sort of becomes like, well, even if this was all accidental and she didn't mean it about Taylor, then she purposely was adding more fuel to the fire to make it now seem like it was. So I don't know. I guess the takeaway for me is just that I will never have much respect for her. I will just say I'm really glad it's over because I had a big fear that there was going to be an article about this every day from now until the award show. And, you know, being a Taylor fan through 2012, 2013 was just really hard. She was constantly trashed in the media, and I don't want that to happen again. For people like us who are so clearly fans, I get people in my everyday life coming up to me saying, oh, what do you think about this? I'm like, can you not? (laughs) I've heard about it so much. It's stupid. It's not what Taylor's about. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to be associated with it. I just want it to go away. I'm so glad it's gone away, especially because during this whole thing, everybody was getting involved in it. Just everybody. Like Adam said, it was national headlines. Katy Perry also got involved. She wrote this tweet. (laughs) It said, finding it ironic to parade the pit women against women argument about as one unmeasurably capitalizes on the takedown of a woman. Say what? (laughs) Was that English? I had to read that at least four times and still felt like there was crucial punctuation missing or something. Well, there was only punctuation at the end, so it made it really hard to read. Really hard. So hard, in fact, that BuzzFeed felt the need to edit Katie's tweet. And this tweet went sort of viral, BuzzFeed's tweet. And so here are the edits that BuzzFeed made. I find it ironic to parade about the quote-unquote pit women against other women, end quote, argument as one immeasurably capitalizes on the takedown of a woman, period. It's just interesting that Katie is getting involved in this. Obviously, I guess, even though it was really hard to understand her tweet, she's saying, Taylor is capitalizing on the takedown of her through bad blood when, at the same time, Taylor is saying, you shouldn't pit women against other women. And this has been going on and on forever, and I'm so tired of it. People don't understand. Bad blood says not a single word about Katy Perry. It's a very generalized song. You can apply it to any life situation. Your boss, your friends, your boyfriend. There's nothing in there that references Katie. It's just a song about how Taylor felt about a situation. It's even way less specific than a lot of her relationship-focused songs have been. Exactly. And when you compare a song like Bad Blood to, say, Better Than Revenge, Better Than Revenge is more specific and maybe more... Direct. Direct, and it sort of is like the takedown of a woman. Well, apparently, five years later, Camilla is still upset about this because she probably needs to tweet. <laughs> She's tweeting Katie about this. Yeah, didn't she say, I couldn't say it better myself? Yes. 
everyone's response was literally anybody could have said it better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whatever Nikki's original intention was with her tweets, I don't know, but nobody could deny that Katie and Camilla were honestly just tweeting about this to get their names in articles and get involved in the buzz, I guess you'd call it, of all this. And it's just silly. It really is. It was an easy way for them to get publicity. For me, it's just very frustrating because Taylor has not sang Better Than Revenge since the Speak Now tour. She recently did an interview and said, I wrote that song when I was 17. It was when I thought that somebody could steal your boyfriend. I didn't realize that to actually keep a boyfriend, he needed to want to stay. They're completely different songs. Like I said before, Bad Blood is so general, it can be applied to any life situation. And Katie is just making a huge deal out of it. I feel like from the time that Taylor ever first described Bad Blood before it came out, I think it was in the Rolling Stone article last summer, she said very little about it. I really feel like it was Katie so much more than her that said, hey, this is about me. That is so true. Katie's tweet about Regina George and the sheepskin clothing or whatever is what made the articles really take off about Bad Blood. So she has nothing, honestly, to complain about at all. Like I said, I don't get it. I'm glad this whole thing is over. It was just so crazy. Pierce Morgan was writing articles. He's still Team Taylor. He says her apology was completely unnecessary. Ed was talking to the Daily Telegraph, and he said that Taylor did nothing wrong. She didn't nominate herself for the awards. It's not her fault. She just made some good videos, and people think they're good. And I think the Minaj point is a bit redundant. Her point is that you have to be skinny and white to get a Video of the Year nomination, but Beyonce's in there, and that is celebrating the female figure in every form. And now, since Ed made that quote, he also has apologized and is saying he also missed the point. Nikki actually appeared on GMA after Taylor apologized, and she said, I spoke to Taylor yesterday on the phone, and she was super sweet. She apologized and said, you know, look, I didn't understand the big picture of what you were saying, but now I get it. So we're all good. I'm glad this is behind us. I still think things could get interesting at the actual award show. Especially now that Miley is the host. Miley is the host. (laughs) She just seems to be asking for trouble. If Taylor wins, will she invite Nikki on stage? Will Kanye involve himself again? (laughs) Who knows, maybe Nikki will be a special guest at one of these upcoming concerts, just to sort of show the world that they are completely fine. But what are they going to sing? Anaconda? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they would sing, honestly. I don't think that she has any songs, recent songs, that could be remotely appropriate for Taylor's audience. Her songs back in 2011, while they may have had some explicit language, I think were a lot more audience-friendly. Well, like we said, we're glad that this is all behind us. It's definitely going to be interesting. If you guys have any thoughts you want to share, you can tweet us those or email us. And I'm sure that we'll still have more to discuss about it next week. Just for some general reminders, you can hit the subscribe button on iTunes. And that downloads our latest episodes for you automatically. And you can always tweet us and follow us at SwiftCast13 on Twitter, on Tumblr at SwiftCast13 instagram.com slash the swiftcast 13 facebook.com slash the swiftcast you can email us at the swiftcast 13 at gmail.com and then all of this is on our website at swiftcast 13.com 
And then on iTunes, it will only show you our last 100 episodes. So if you want to listen to anything earlier than that, you can go over to our website and all of those are still there. So what do you guys think Taylor will do this week? I know. She is definitely going to see Paper Towns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then tweet about it, I'm sure. I saw it yesterday. Yeah, you did see it. How did you like it? I really liked it. I thought it was very true to the book and had really no complaints as far as the movie versus the book. Both the movie and book left me dissatisfied at the end, but that's just the story. So no real complaints. The actors were all great. Kara was great. I wish that she had even more screen time, but because of some things that happen in the story, her character is not actually in as much of it as you would think, but it was really good. Haim had a song in it. They had Forever. I think Vance Joy had a song in it, but I didn't quite catch it. Yeah, he does. Did Kara do an American accent? Yep. Oh, that must be cool. Yeah, she's very talented for sure. I think that John Green's books just translate really well to movies, and I just can't wait to see Looking for Alaska, which is going to be the next one from him coming out probably in at least another year or two. Yeah, there was a rumor going around that he wants Taylor in it, but... I'm not buying it. I still haven't seen that Joni Mitchell movie Taylor was supposedly going to be in. Well, I think he said he wants Taylor in it, but he doesn't have any choosing power, as I think he was saying. I also, honestly, as much as I'd love to see her on the screen in anything, having read Looking for Alaska, can't really see any role she would fit in that book. But I just love John Green and I'm sure that she'll love the movie and probably will tweet about Paper Towns after she sees it. I think Taylor's probably going to hang out with Calvin this week. Well, I have a, maybe not a prediction, but somewhat of a prediction, maybe more of a hope. Um, but first, I want to ask you guys a quick question. Do you remember when the Speak Now DVD and live CD was released? Was it released more in the middle of the tour or after the tour was all over? It was released in November 2011 because I bought it on Black Friday that year. And I think, if I remember, they actually physically sold it at the very last Speak Now show in New York. Right, because the last Speak Now show was, like, November 21st or something. Okay, so it was towards the very, very end of the tour. Yeah. Okay. So I guess if we're getting a 1989 DVD, it wouldn't be coming for a while. But I was just thinking about this today, and here's my hope that... You know how when you go to a DVD menu, you can choose like play movie or options or bonus features or special features. I am hoping that the 1989 DVD has a special feature section where you can play each of the special guests that came on the tour. Ooh, that would be awesome. I would be very shocked if they were able to coordinate all of that. You're right. One, it would be difficult just filming because you only have one shot at it. And if there's any mistakes, you can't really use them. And two, you don't know about like licensing and if other artists would want that. And I'm sure there's many logistical issues, but it would be cool. Maybe not feasible, but cool. It's your pipe dream. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, even on the Speak Now DVD and CD, she picked only just a handful of the cover songs that she did to be featured. And there were so many more. So we'll just have to see. Speaking of that, though, don't they usually have signs up saying this show is being videoed? And I feel like I haven't seen very many of those, which is a little worrisome. But it definitely is because I've seen every single time the camera filming the entire thing. There's a camera that hangs from the ceiling that follows Taylor basically around. 
Right. Yeah, I've seen that too, but I thought they had to post the signs. Yeah, those signs were up for Red Tour, but you're right, I haven't seen them here. But even in addition to that overhead camera, Ashley, there's cameras that we saw in Chicago in the pit. Everywhere. There's cameras at the end of the B stage. Yeah, they're everywhere. In Louisville, I was right on the aisle in the 100 level, and the camera guy kept coming right up and down my row, and I guess he felt bad, even though he wasn't bothering me, so he like handed me a bunch of guitar picks. That was cool. Yeah, was he filming from like on the staircase behind you? Yeah, so it's definitely being filmed. I don't know why there aren't the signs. I almost feel like probably if you like read the language of everything, including even your Ticketmaster purchase, there's something somewhere that says that by entering this event, you're consenting to being filmed. Probably, right. I hope so, because I will be devastated if there's not a DVD of this. I was just thinking the other day how I wish I could watch Red, and I can't. I'm actually hoping she does a box set of all the tours, and that's the way we'll get read. Ooh, that would be awesome. Can you imagine how much money we'd be willing to pay for that? (laughs) So much money. Well, I think Taylor will be reminding us in new creative ways on voting every day. New creative ways involving the cat. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't gotten any Meredith or Olivia posts lately. I miss them. Well, whatever happens this week, we will definitely keep you updated next week on episode 118. For episode 117, this has been Steph, Ashley, Haley, and Adam. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.